Welcome to the Sons of God podcast. My name is Andrew Davis, and in this second episode, we're going to be featuring the story of Timber Harward and his conversion story from living his gay lifestyle to finding the gospel of Jesus Christ and embracing it without ever looking back. Before we get started with Timber's story, he has something to share with you. Yeah. So if anyone listening to this is seeking after other resources, I also write a blog called Musings of a Queer Saint and uh, tackle various different uh, difficult topics relating to same-sex attraction and the gospel. Feel free to contact me and I'd love to get you involved. Now, without further ado, let's hear Timber's story. My name is Tamara Harward, originally from California and live in Rexburg, Idaho, and I was born and raised in Southern California. I have been a member of the church since 2012. Um, I'm a convert. However, I was raised with a LDS dad and a evangelical Christian mother, but raised predominantly LDS. So I officially got baptized when I was uh 22. Uh, I think my favorite temple is probably, um, I really like Manti. I love that it's up on a hill and me and my brother used to roll down that hill when we would visit, uh, when we visited Utah when we were younger and, um, it's just unique architecture. So I have experienced same-sex attraction since I was relatively young. I think about the time I started going through puberty and I think how I first realized that is when all my male peers were uh, starting to talk about girls and who they liked and who they had crushes on. I just didn't feel that. I didn't feel that at all. Didn't feel any of that for any of the girls in at school or at church or anything. But what I did realize and tried hard not to not to give any attention to was that all of my attraction all the butterflies in the stomach and the infatuation i felt was for other boys when i would notice myself looking at another boy admiring their body admiring their personality and realize i was having a crush I would quickly just shut those thoughts down in my mind and kind of like punish myself mentally and sometimes even physically for having those feelings, for thinking those things and just really thought there was something really wrong with me. Um, And so like I had this feeling of how just disgusting I was. I just quickly stuffed it away as quick as I could and just never acknowledged what it was. And um, that was the way I dealt with it for, man, for over 10 years of my life. And from, from puberty to adolescence, you know, that, that was how I dealt with it. There was a lot of stuff happening in my adolescence. And uh, my, my parents got divorced when I was nine. And um, I, I, was such, I was such a horribly awkward kid. <laughs> and I think it's tough for anyone to figure out 
puberty and growing into adulthood and I think it was especially hard for me because I just didn't I didn't have any friends and and then I'm dealing with divorced parents and um, and different religious views and so there's all this stuff going on in my early early childhood and, and adolescence that was already difficult enough and then there was this this these feelings I felt for other boys that just rather exacerbate everything. While I was trying to figure just figure out life generally, um, one of the big things that I worked on on and off was to get baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. My parents had an agreement, and it was it's I think it's still church policy that if both parents don't agree with a child getting baptized like they have to wait till they're 18 so so i was kind of on and off during my childhood i was preparing for that day to get baptized i always felt drawn to the church more so than my mom's church if my mom hears this i want her to know like i love her and she's an amazing christian and she has a deep faith in the lord jesus christ there was just a religious divide and that's natural you know and that led me really to know for myself if if this was true if if mormonism was correct and i remember having a really deep spiritual experience when i was probably like 11 or 12 and i was watching um the first vision uh video that the church put out in the early 2000s and i remember watching that video with my dad and with my brother and our stake patriarch and um just feeling this intense spiritual moment um just this this feeling that just emanated from my from my heart and through my body of just total peace and total love knowing to a degree at that moment, okay, this is right. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is true. And I'm ashamed to say at that age, I didn't really do much more with that, but it was a it was a powerful moment for me at that time when I was going through all this turmoil to realize that there's this peace here. Uh, that spiritual experience uh, in my adolescence uh, played played a huge part in and bringing me back to the church, um, bringing me back to the restored gospel. Through that whole process of adolescence and going through high school and all that stuff, a constant unaddressed issue was this same-sex attraction I was feeling. And I never admitted to myself what exactly I was feeling because I didn't really want to. And there were different points in my adolescence where I really felt that I wanted to um, be more religious and join the church and finally get baptized and then I would go in and out of these phases because I was just there was other stuff going on in my life that got in the way um, depression I was dealing with or divorce issues that I was dealing with or school or whatever um, and I think the last big effort I made when was when I was about 17 I was like, oh, I'm going to be 18 soon. I can make that decision and finally get baptized. And I'm going to really push for this. And so I was I was 
getting really into the church and really trying to, you know, like read my scriptures and say my prayers and get ready to be baptized at 18. But I still had this, these feelings that I just could not, I couldn't shake them. Like I couldn't deny that they were there anymore. I went to Germany on this trip to study abroad and ended up dabbling some things that I was ashamed of, but it also it also made me more comfortable with the same-sex attraction that I was feeling. That kind of became a turning point for me where I was just like, I was so fed up with stuffing this down and hating myself for so many years because of these feelings that I had no control over that I kind of was just waiting for the moment when I got back from Germany to come out and just embrace that part of myself. I I got home from Germany and me and my brother, we would do everything together. And we were both, he was my party buddy. And um, I think for me, I started drinking and using drugs because it was I was self-medicating from so many years of self-hatred and depression and the trauma from divorce that I just wanted to be numb <laughs> and just be comfortable with who I was. So experimenting that way gave me the ability to finally stop hating myself. I, I think it's I think it's such a crucial thing for any of us who experience same-sex attraction to be able to accept that this is our experience. But at that point in my life, I just saw this huge gap between these attractions and the church. And for me at that time, it was irreconcilable. I decided I am going to completely abandon Christianity because Christianity hates who I am. And um, I'm going to find the true God, the true spirituality somewhere where it affirms who I really am. And I don't think that today, but that's how I felt. And so I went on this journey of self-exploration for for a few years and dove headfirst into living a homosexual lifestyle and totally embracing that side of me to the fullest. So I had these like, I had this one extreme where in adolescence I hated myself. I, I loathed the fact that I even had same sex attraction and did everything I could to just bottle it up and um, suppress it. And then took it to the op the exact opposite extreme where it became my whole identity. It became who I was. It became my reason for existence. And instead of having the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as my God, my God became my boyfriend's my relationships with other men. So uh, after abandoning Christianity, I was trying to find 
I was trying to find a god who more or less was kind of formed in my own image rather than being made in the image of god right and so i tr i tried looking into different types of spirituality different religions um, i tried buddhism i tried paganism i tried wicca um transcendentalism <laughs> and this is where my experience in adolescence watching the first vision video plays in is i realized that if there is a true religion out there if there's a true way of spirituality of being one with the universe however you want to put it that i would need to feel a greater sense of peace and fulfillment uh, than i did watching that first vision video and so that's what i was looking for that's what i was comparing my um my searching against is I would go to these religions and spirituality trying to really feel that peace, really feel that that deep sense of fulfillment in these other religions. And every time I tried, I would see good teachings in some of them, but none of them brought me the peace that I that I knew I should feel. And so I was really living my life to feel pleasure and to feel joy. But the thing is, is that after a while, that ran out. It didn't, it wasn't a constant feeling of joy or pleasure or happiness. And some people think that the wicked can't feel joy. Wickedness never, never was happiness, right? But there are scriptures that do say that there is something called the joy of the wicked or the joy of the godless. And uh, Jesus talks about it in 3 Nephi. And where he says that by and by it's going to go away. You're not going to feel that joy anymore. It's not sustainable. It has no foundation. It's all about carnal pleasure, emotional pleasure. And that's what I was seeking. And each new relationship I had with the boyfriend, I, I loved the infatuation, the excitement, the, the carnal pleasure I would feel. And it was deeply gratifying sometimes. But at the end of the day, that peace that I craved, the deeper sense of meaning and fulfillment, it just wasn't there. As much as I tried to fill it with different things, it just never, it never was there. And I would be seeking the next new high, whether with a relationship or, or going to the next cool party, going to the next cool club that's where i found my joy that that was my re my reason for existing it was when i was really starting to realize that i knew i was missing something that my brother who was my party buddy he ended up moving to a different city and joining the church which i was kind of shocked by he started ministering to me i i knew exactly what the church taught and i and i knew at least that's what, this is what i thought that you know mormons hate gays but my brother, I loved and respected him more than anyone else. And he started to share little snippets of the gospel with me. And I would listen to him. I told him I didn't agree. And I was happy for him and that he's finding fulfillment. But I just, I just didn't think it was true. Until he shared the Book of Mormon with me, which I, sh I swore I wasn't going to read. I absolutely was not going to read that. But I would take it, you know, because I, I loved my brother. 
um, and I just buried it somewhere in my room for a while, and until one day the the lack of peace in my life just was so apparent, and I just needed some real like emotional and spiritual rest. Um, and I was so desperate for that. Uh, and didn't know where to look and I just had this thought come to mind one day when I was in my bedroom sitting on my bed I, I remember everything like it was yesterday this feeling just came you need to open the Book of Mormon uh, and I just thought to myself oh my gosh no I do not want to open the Book of Mormon um, and but I'm like I just felt that I needed to and so I I went and dug it out wherever I had buried it and um, I cracked it open to Alma 3737. Counsel with the Lord in all thy doings, and he will direct thee for good. Yea, when thou liest down at night, lie unto the Lord, that he may watch over you in your sleep. And when thou risest in the morning, let thy heart be full of thanks unto God. And if ye do these things, ye shall be lifted up at the last day. And as I read that verse, I had this undeniable spiritual witness it was just this feeling of the most perfect peace and love that just just flooded through my body and i knew at that moment in order for me to fill the peace and the fulfillment that i was looking for i needed to follow jesus christ and honestly i didn't want that answer i i was in a relationship at the time and I loved my boyfriend and I really wanted to keep pursuing that relationship. And, and I had built this whole life around myself, around my gay identity. But in that moment, I, I decided, I know this is gonna be extremely difficult, but I know it needs to be done. And I didn't know exactly how I was gonna, how I was gonna do everything, but I knew I needed to give up this lifestyle I was living. And I decided I'm going to start keeping the word of wisdom. I'm going to start keeping the law of chastity. And I'm going to have to break up with my boyfriend. It was very painful for me to make those changes initially. And it was especially painful for me when I had the talk with my boyfriend and told him I, I needed to break up. And it was awful. <laughs> it was really painful. But the thing that I had through that is I just had this peace knowing it was going to work out. I had no idea. I was really going into this almost blindly, just this huge leap of faith that things are going to work out. But I knew they would. And I didn't know really what grace was at the time. But now as I'm looking back in hindsight, I could, I could see that I had this over, overflowing of grace to help me make those difficult changes because I know I could not have done any of that on my own. Most people, when they're transitioning out of a lifestyle, they have to do it gradually, but somehow God gave me the strength to just give up everything um, all at once, and that's what I did. I, I just did a 180 in my life, and, and I went from this very worldly extreme and... I dove headfirst back into the gospel and strived to get baptized. And within a year afterward, um, I would have gotten baptized sooner, but there were some things I needed to work on. 
with within a year of me making that decision, I was baptized a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that was just such a glorious day. It, like I remember cleaning the baptismal font myself because I wanted it to just be this pure, clean moment. I don't know. It was like me tr preparing myself to become this new creature and be sanctified, and and so I cleaned the baptismal font. Uh, hours before I was going to get baptized. And I remember that day my dad baptized me. Um, when I got out of the water, I just felt this intense outpouring of the Spirit so much that I just... I, I could barely talk. And it, it was just another powerful witness to me that this was, this was right. And... And I, I truly felt that cleansing power of the Spirit telling me that this, that this was the path I'm, I need to go down. And so um, the rest is kind of history. And if I, could, if I could go back and tell myself anything back in those days when I was hating myself, literally, <laughs> I just wish I could have just held me. <laughs> and... Uh, I would have just told myself that I have no control over these feelings, but I, I can choose what to do with them. And just because I feel these things doesn't make me a bad person. And I wish I could have just told myself that all of us have feelings or desires that are out of line with God's commandments. And... We, because of our fallen nature, we're, we're going to have those things. And as long as I learn to keep those desires, appetites, and passions within the bounds that the Lord has set, that everything will be okay. And that I can have joy. My marriage, I have two beautiful children. I have my responsibilities as a husband and father and, and um, my church responsibilities. And so I... I am focusing on those things and I I wish I could tell myself and, and, let my, and let myself know that I can use this experience to do so much good. And I found that. I found that since I've joined the church. Seeing both extremes and trying to find that middle ground and see how I can use this to, to build Zion, to help gather Israel. That's basically how I've I've come to see this experience as a blessing to me rather than um, some curse, you know, and Paul talks about the, the thorn in his flesh that he prayed three times to make it go away and God never took it away. Paul used that thorn in his flesh to glorify God and saw his strength and his weakness. I've seen that for myself as I've stopped to try and pray it away, but I've accepted this experience. And I know that Jesus Christ is the answer to everything. I know that I couldn't do anything without him. He is my strength. He is my rest. He is my support. I know it's, it's his grace that helps me to overcome everything really understanding what grace is and how it works and what it's for 
has completely changed how I look at dealing with difficult issues. And yes, with same-sex attraction being one of those. And I've come to realize that as I, as I have that relationship with Christ and ask frequently for him to give me the grace to figure out this, whatever difficult situation it is, I know through his grace, I'm able to find those solutions. That's the only way I find solutions. And also, I've, I've been able to really understand what love is. And um, that love is so much deeper than this romantic ideal that we have in our culture. And agape is the Greek word that is used in the Greek New Testament to describe God's love for man. And it's translated as charity. Truly seeking to develop that love and receive that love has helped me to to just have better relationships in my life it's helped me to it's helped me to love people who are difficult to love um it's helped me to be patient and merciful to myself when i'm falling short and i'm not progressing in the way that that i think i should be progressing and I just know that, that God is so patient with us. And he can make weak things become strong. That doesn't necessarily mean our weaknesses are going to go away or that all of our problems are going to go away because they're not. But just like Alma's people who were oppressed by the wicked priests of, of King Noah and had these... Uh, burdens placed on their shoulders um, that the burdens weren't taken away but God made them strong to be able to to carry them up with ease and I think that uh, I, I know that God's done that for me personally he's done that with my same-sex attraction he's done that with my depression he's done that with many different issues in my life and um and then I'm able to turn around and to use my experience to, to help others who are struggling with the same thing. It's just a beautiful cycle. And we're able to receive that love and grace from the Savior and then do the same thing and offering it to others. If I had the ability to, to talk to every same-sex attracted member of the church and just give one message, I would say this. Don't give up on the Lord and your covenants. Because it may be extremely difficult now, it may be it may be painful, it may be agonizing. You will figure out things eventually. And you will be able to find such such powerful and immense joy in your life with this experience. It's not always gonna be a struggle. You'll be able to find joy in using this experience to build Christ-like characteristics and to better cultivate gifts and talents and then be able to use that to help gather Israel. It's just, it just takes time 
and it takes faithfulness, but it's possible. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the lives of many other uh, men and women who experience this, where they've been able to use it for so much good. So just hang on. Hang on and keep doing good. This has been episode two of the Sons of God podcast. Every episode features real stories of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who experience same-sex attraction. Thank you so much for joining us, and if you'd like your story on the next episode, please reach out to us on Facebook.